Match day eight in the books. Massive result for Arsenal taking all three points off a big deflection for Manchester City. We'll have all the recap from that game elsewhere on Sunday. A couple 2-2 draws between Brighton and Liverpool. Also West Ham and Newcastle at the Olympic Stadium. Man U leaving it late against Brentford to take all three points. We'll cover everything from match day eight. This is the Premiership Rizzle Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Bunny! You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Drama from day one! This is the league we want to watch! Right. Yes. Match week eight. Eight. In the books. Match week eight in the books. Yeah, you, you hate to say it, but uh, we got another international, international break. break. It it's goes so fast. Weekend. It felt I, like we just recorded our narrative podcast like a week ago, and yeah, it was I, like three weeks ago. I, I was going to say, I think I have amnesia. I always remember the <laughs> early uh, international uh, I, break. I, I don't recall the second international break but yeah there is always one in october i'm pretty sure so yes so it's I'm just, just very weird lost in the premier i feel like it's sense. normally later i have no proof but i feel like it's normally later yeah so um let's get into it sam yes sir luton and tottenham luton at, and tottenham. at the ken we're gonna call it the ken <laughs> does anyone call it does, is there a nickname for the for Luton Stadium yet? Well, I think you just made it. The, the Ken, Ken, baby. Nothing would <laughs> be Ken. better than Ken. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Luton is Kenuff. In my book and your book. Absolutely. That's how it matters. But uh, their defense was hanging on by a thread, I'll tell you that much, to start this game. Yeah, the um, first half, it was like... Uh, 87% possession at, at one point. <laughs> and it was any time Luton tried to go forward, they just turned it over. I mean, that's what's so impressive about this Tottenham team with Basuma and Saar in midfield actually like being a formidable kind of uh, partnership and just, I guess not really partnership because they have a bunch of guys packed in the midfield. But you know my point. I mean, they're rolling with Ollie, Skip, and Hoiberg and uh, obviously, Betancourt are a little more attack-minded, but that's what they're rolling with these last couple of years, and Tottenham fans, for the most part, were pretty realistic about it, but some people try and talk themselves into it. It's like, no, this is an actual midfield, what these yes. guys are doing. Yes, it showed um, in this one. They were just dominating possession, early chances. I mean, they had like a number of chances right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Richarlison was, he was not in form, <laughs> which makes the Sheffield goal all that much more amazing. Yes. 
but I will say, you know what I have discovered about Luton, and I was I was texting you this. What's that? Uh, I was saying, Luton, they're convincing me. I'm buying into Luton, and they're you know buying why? Buying Luton stock. Why? In the modern game, you know what we severely lack? We severely lack soul. You know what Luton has? They have soul. an abundance of soul. Kennel absolutely, Road, absolutely hopping. They can just grind out results based on the atmosphere. I believe that, and we'll see it as the year goes on. As far as talent and stuff go, I still like Anderson for him. Um, Lockyer's been a little better as the year's gone on. A lot of their chances come from Alfie uh, Doty. I don't know how I feel about yeah. that. The fullback just swinging balls in, but I mean, anyone who swings it in, I guess, what matters. And I guess Marvelous and Combo's been good at like winning the ball and intercepting, but other than that, it's still not looking great. Morris, if you get him a chance, there's a good, there's a decent enough chance he'll score it. So, yeah, we'll I've, see. I guess I've been liking Doty. I've been liking Morris. I've been liking Ogbeni. He's been cooking yeah. in the wing. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, even Luton had one or two chances. It it was probably more closer to the second half, but or early second half. But still, it's. But then they have a couple guys sitting out here, and it's like, oh man. But they did. Uh, they did sign your boy today, Andros Townsend. Andros Townsend, massive <laughs> signing. The the whole thing, which is really the only good part of footy Twitter, seeing stuff like this every once in a while. But it was like everyone was like, so who's the three to complete the trifecta of Barkley, Townsend, and like who's the third guy? And the consensus everyone pretty much settled on was uh, Walcott. And I was like, all right, I think so. But who who else could be there, Sam, of just like a kind of yeah. washed Premier League guy that would just be like Luton would just sign and you're like, oh man. I don't think he's I don't think Walcott really fits that bill. I mean So you think it'd have to be less attack minded, more attack minded? Who's like a no, who's I a guy like, that you think would be I feel like Walcott Lee Cattermole would be, good. but he's too old. He's too old. You need someone more mediocre than Theo Walcott. Oh, the peak being more mediocre. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure who that would be. I'd have to really think about it, think long and hard, and survey the the years of Premier League meme meme tier guys. Yeah. I do like. I can how... think of guys where, but they would just be like not good enough. Guys like James McLean and like a bunch of guys who'd be on like West Brom and stuff, you know. Yeah. But again, that's not quite. Not quite what we're going for. We're spending way too much time on this. Uh, right before the end of the first half, red card, Sam. Basuma. Yeah, we're singing his praises. Guess what? He says, nope, I'm getting sent off. You know what? You should be sent off if you're trying to dive against Luton. That's disgraceful. <laughs> it's the same about Wolves when they're time-wasting that one game. It's like, what is this? This shouldn't be allowed. This should be like eight-game suspension. Yes. That's just the most shameless thing ever trying to cheat the game against Luton town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, goes in halftime, nil, nil second half, big chance for Luton right off the bat. Yeah. Bio, uh, after a strong run from Ogbene, but out bio with the open net. Can't get a foot on it. Can't get it in the net. Misses that chance. And then shortly after Mickey Vandeven scoring from a short corner, Superb assist from James Madison, weaving 
along the end line there to open the scoring. Yeah. James Madison impact obviously can't be overstated. It's just uh, insane how, how good he is for this team. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's like cementing himself for sure in talks for player of the year, but probably top three at this point, um, the way he's been playing. And Vandeven, you would say, has been, you know, decent so far as a player. It hasn't been uh, amazing for Tottenham, but their defense hasn't really had to have too many uh, crazy yeah, tests in their game so far. He hasn't yeah. been tested too much. But he does get a goal in this one, massive, yeah. for Tottenham. Yeah, some good chances uh, for Luton to draw level, but they weren't able to capitalize on those chances. Uh, Dottie had a chance, flashes it across, going wide, and then Carlton Morris forcing a save, and then Doughty. 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 That, that's what Doughty. Doughty. Yeah, you want to say Daughtry is what you want to say. Chris Daughtry. Chris Daughtry. <laughs> it's, it's Alfie Daughtry. Chris, Chris Daughtry's brother. No. The, who's the other? Was there, there was an Alfie someone too. Was he on Tottenham? No, there's a guy in like Swansea. Yeah. I feel like I would definitely be an Alfred or an Al if I had that name. I wouldn't be yeah. an Alfie. Alfie is like, uh, like seven-year-old to go by. Oh, I don't know. I think you got some Alfie energy. Got some alpha energy, brah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah, I'm more I of mean, a Cheetosy, personally. <laughs> or a Pelly Ruddock. I tell you what. I'm glad that you're believing in Luton, but they fall on this one, Sam. 1-0. You know, you can't, you can't fault them. They were, they were in the game in the second half. They could have scored. Just got to capitalize on those chances. The vibes were yeah. immaculate. I think Luton is the new Vibes FC at home, okay, at so least. Yes. Um, I love that their fans are so close to the field. It's so awesome. That's why you love Loftus. Yes, exactly. It's like these modern stadiums are just soulless. Yeah. They're need- sitting far away, generate as much revenue as possible. Did you see the template for Palace's stadium? No, like I, I love I, Crystal Palace. It's massive, and it's like they would never fill that. Like Selhurst, that I, I don't know. Was it for a new one or? Yeah, a new one. Well, adding on to what they have, and it would just be like adding a shit ton of seats, and I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to send it to you after. Yeah, if your stadium doesn't have at least like a hundred seats that are behind a support beam, <laughs> meaning you cannot see the game at all. Then yeah. I don't want any part it's of it. It's not a real stadium. Not a real stadium. Didn't pass my inspection. Yeah. So anyways, Tottenham continue to cruise up the table. End of yes. the week in first place. I think there's a good chance that they'll have a back-to-back player of the month and manager of the months. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Crazy. Tottenham's coming. Crazy. Tottenham. Tottenham bros. We Speaking can't get too cocky. Uh-oh. Yeah. Chelsea. Vincent Company's outfit. Oh. <laughs> He's only got yeah. one. That's. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the issue. Yeah. He has one outfit and it's it's trash. He can't even get a Scott Parker cardigan going. I mean, that was I, class. I miss Scott Parker. I'll say it. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> He's coming back. He should. Uh, this one to start Chelsea. 
looking pretty slow early on. Sterling uh, with a nice cut in and then sailed one just wide. Uh, and then right after that, Burnley hit him on the counter. A little pulling uh, DeSassi and Thiago Silva out of position, once you know it. Lyle Foster says, some guy, I didn't know who this was, Wilson Odebear. Odebear. The bear. Not familiar with not familiar with your game, son. But <laughs> you get the goal at the far post. Bobby Sanchez, nothing to do. And you're thinking, uh-oh. And Chelsea, back yeah. to being shaky. Um, and then after that, there wasn't much that happened, minus Chelsea kind of holding the ball, still going really, really slow, relying on Raz to do a lot of the heavy lifting out on that left wing. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea... The only good thing about them slowing the game down was they were able to win the ball, and Burnley was fully sucked out of the attack. I mean, they couldn't get anything going at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, once you know it, when you just put the ball in the box and you just try and try and do something, Sam, where you put the ball towards net, it works out. And Chelsea get an own goal. A very delicate chip off of uh, Aldakiel. Yeah, my guy, I was... Slamming. You're trashing him last week, and you know what he did this week? He gets an own goal. He's a he's a secret Chelsea agent. I'll tell you that. He could very well be. That was a beautiful chip. Yes. Um, so that makes it one to one going into half. Second half, Chelsea come out fast, hold the ball, good possession. Sterling just torches. I don't remember who it was. Vitinho. Taylor. Vitinho. Uh, torches him up the wing, draws the penalty. Cole Palmer steps up to take it, slots it in, two on Chelsea. And that I guess that's the encouraging sign about Chelsea, no matter even though they haven't had the best results this year. Um Liverpool game, they came back to get a point at least. Uh this game obviously coming back to win. So they you know, when they get scored on, they're not necessarily down and out. Like last year it felt like once they conceded first, it was like, oh it's over. Yeah, like because there's no hope. They're just too slow. They could not score to save their lives, so they're like, "Oh God, now we have to score two goals." Yeah, it impossible. Was brutal. <laughs> impossible. Yeah, this was Cole Palmer getting the penalty. That was like the equivalent of Arsenal giving uh, Kai Havertz the penalty. The morale booster. Kind of. The morale booster, but Palmer's actually been pretty decent for him so far, and we'll see that with the well, we, we, play we, we, later. We're, what are you saying about Kai Havertz? I mean, Havertz Cobra has Kai. had moments now. He's had flashes. He's, he's officially had flashes. Stop it. Stop it. He's had flashes. I think the interesting thing was uh, Jackson on the bench and Brogia coming in to start. He just rolled with that still. Yeah, which is... Mudrick, Chelsea fans were very upset. Mudrick on the bench, but I don't think he's fully healthy, and they only brought him in at the very end. And it's mm. like, I don't know why they even did that. Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of weird, but that makes sense if he wasn't fully fit. But I, I saw there was I rumors felt- of Brogia being loaned out, and it's like, well, he's he started the I past two that. games. Uh, yeah, I don't see that. I think they'll rotate those two. I think Chelsea will probably lose out on Tony in the winter window, and I think that next summer they'll get Osiman. I don't think they get Osiman in the winter window. Okay. That's my that's my hot take. Yeah, even though um, he's uh, upset. Yeah, he's yeah he can be upset. Um, 
Chelsea was an upset when Raheem Sterling added a third assist going to Connor Gallagher. Chelsea just really able to break very nicely in this game and actually capitalizing on counterattack chances. And you yeah, saw that with sure the, the half. Yeah, the fourth one with Jackson. Um I mean Sterling just torching the full back and then uh swings it into Cole Palmer. Palmer lays it off for Jackson, makes a nice little turn, shoots it near uh far post and Chelsea grabbed the four one victory. Yeah, no one wants to say it, but Raheem Sterling has absolutely been cooking. He's been cooking. Yeah, he's been cooking. It must it must be said. All it took for was for him to get dropped from the England squad. Yes, and then he'll go back and then he just gets too cozy. Yeah. So Well Sam, I my hypothesis of the bad teams win and then they immediately followed up with a loss holds true. They're like, ah, oh, finally, three points. Okay, now we can take it easy. Yes. Because <laughs> there was definitely a drop-off. Burnley did not look as good this game. Even the first 15, they had one counterattack, but other than that, it did, they didn't look like they were really up for it. I was just kind of surprised by the change in lineup from Burnley coming off that win there. Um, but, I mean, Odebear looked pretty good in his... In his uh, debut there, obviously getting the goal, he, I think he had a shot that had to be saved by Sanchez. So, interesting. Well, your there. boy uh, Doc Heel got taken off at half, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I was surprised to see Cole Yosho start off the bench. I feel like he's been a. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty decent for him. He must be, I don't know, rotation, I guess. Yeah. Who Burnley's knows? in a lot of competitions at the moment, Champions League. They're still in Europa League. It, it's kind of weird. Once you qualify for Europa League and you're a not top six team, you're just in it forever. They don't tell you game. that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, right. it just becomes like an FA Cup, but not the top six teams. Moving uh, on to the next game, Everton versus Bournemouth. But Here's my victory lap for the dumbest possible thing I said to start Jack Harrison in this Everton side, and they do, and he scores. Who could I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure Sean Dyche was in disbelief. <laughs> and he had to be like, go on, get in there. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah, Everton got off to a quick start in this one. Early goal, eight minutes in. Poor giveaway James from Gardner. Barney. Lean we didn't really put, we did not put James Gardner on blast, but we did say, and we expect a little more out of him. You know what, Sammy scores here, finally. We specifically like all the chances are <laughs> the chances are falling to this lad, <laughs> and uh, he has not scored. And you know what? He did he did right by us. He needed the wake up call. Little so. commentator, I know. Well, all the Premier League players listen to this, which is crazy because no no fans are actually allowed to listen to this except for Premier League players. Players only podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about it. And it hits me every time I watch Everton, but I never really say it on the pod. There has to be someone better than Ashley Young to play. There has to be. That, Even Ashley if it means Young a different is like formation. the most Sean Dyche player ever. I think Ashley Young could be the the guy we're missing for uh <laughs> for the Luton Town <laughs> True. signing next year. next year. Yeah, next year, next year for sure. Um. Yeah, Everton just looked good. I think this was a little more about Bournemouth, and Bournemouth are looking dire. They're looking dinky. 
to yeah. say the least. Uh, they really can't do much in attack right now. Um, it's just not going, and they can't really get forward. I just don't. I don't like the vibe of their team right now. Their layout, as far as this lineup, at least looked a little better on paper. Our boy Dango got in there. Yeah, but I just don't know. It's just off. Boy Rothwell didn't come on till half. I just don't get it. Guy Sinister got in this game. I yeah. was watching that. I was like, Sam's gonna like this. That guy's terrible. I would like to see David Brooks get a start over uh, Ryan Christie. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird. Know. And Aaron's on the bench. I just feel like this team would. E- I don't worry about them going down. Maybe I should, but I don't. I just feel like if they even get Tyler Adams back, they'll be they'll be fine. But he's at a setback now again. Yeah. It's kind of weird. So exactly. who knows? Who knows? Um, anything else in the first half catch your eye? Not much. Uh, I didn't think Everton was that great. Kind of like you were saying. No, it was, that's it was more so. Yeah. Bournemouth was just pretty bad. It uh, is hilarious that the expected goal stat of Everton is that they're like what the top team or one of the top teams in expected goals from open play. That like what is that? How is that even possible? <laughs> they're like I don't, I don't think they're top. They might have been like second or something. See, but that's like, why I'm telling you, you gotta buy Everton stock. Yes. Even though we don't believe in expected goals, but yes, we do. Well, I do, do when they suit my uh, cause. When they, That's fair. When they That's prove f- my hypothesis. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, anyways. Time, 2-0. Well, we didn't, we didn't talk about the second goal. <laughs> uh, well, I, what do you want me to say about Jack Harris? He hit a banger. Yes, outside he the box. A, that, was, that was so lovely, the way he dinked that in there. Neto, was. there is just no chance. Yeah, there was a couple chances just before halftime, too. Calvert-Lewin hitting off the bar, and then Onana had a chance that went just wide. So a chance for a third even before halftime, but goes in halftime, 2-0. Second half, not a whole lot happened, but Everton did add a third. Ducore tapping in from the rebound. Jack Harrison's close-range effort. Um, is there a world in which Chelsea buy Ducore for 70 mil from Everton? <laughs> He's the answer to striker. Is... Yeah, striker Ducore. Yes. The answer to striker is no striker. Yes. Even though they tried that with Mr. Kai Everts. Yeah, pretty much. So Jack Harrison, goal and assist in this. It makes me wonder what was going on. I might have to like look after the pod to see if he was hurt or what, what the issue was with him not getting in the team sooner. He's one of those guys where it's like, you just plug and play. Get him in. He's in the squad. He's good to go. Get him in the lineup. There's no reason he shouldn't be, yeah, given the I fact you're like also Everton. He's probably one of the more underrated players in the league for some reason. I don't 100%. know why. Well, he's on Leeds and he's on Everton. It's not, you know, those aren't glamorous teams. Even though Leeds is the one year where he's loaned to him. Was a pretty glamorous team going get what eighth or ninth, but true. Yeah, he he's a very aesthetically pleasing player uh, when I watch him. Absolutely. All right. Finishes three nil. Everton three nil. Good meal. Yeah, Everton. <laughs> good victory for them. Just a, a comfortable win. You know, keeping the clean sheet yeah. there. 
Warm you know, I'd feel worse about it if it was like a one nil or something like that, and they just grinded it out. I wouldn't feel good about that. But three nil, that I mean, mm-hmm. they just took their chances when Bournemouth wasn't playing well. Yeah, goes to show that Everton they got that dog in them, as uh, Sam says. Yeah, absolutely. They got that dog in them. And you know who does not have that dog in them is Bournemouth. Sheffield. Oh, Bournemouth uh, at the moment. Yes, Sheffield doesn't either. But. Yeah, I was just going to round it out by saying, again, another disappointing loss for Bournemouth. We saw Everton be the team that lost to Luton. So if you're Bournemouth, you're thinking, maybe this is our game where we can pick up a win. Wrong. the case. (laughs) Wrong. Incredibly wrong. I think they're just, they have the curse of Gary O'Neill hanging over them. I think they should get a new manager. And they should get Tyler Adams healthy. Scott Parker, round two. Me, I think it's me. I think they hire. <laughs> I think they hire me. Alfie Hank. <laughs> Who's even out there for manager? Big Sam to Bournemouth, make it happen. Big Sam, yeah. Big Sam, maybe Jesse Marsh. Change it He's into doing Big C- Bournemouth. J- Jamie, uh, Jesse Marsh is doing Champions League like pregame for CBS, so he's available. Yeah, I'd probably rather do that than. Manage Bournemouth at the moment. Yeah, I still believe in Bournemouth. I do not. Um, I'm not buying stock, but I still believe in them. Maybe we just need a new manager. Uh, let's move on. Fulham and Sheffield, Sam. Potentially one of the worst first halves I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. For it being boring, but also the fact that the one eventful thing was Chris Basham just going compound fracture on us. Going Kevin Ware on the bit. Going uh, Anderson Silva. Going Chris Weidman. Going Connor McGregor. That's oh. a full snap. Yeah, that was that was just brutal. He went right over it, and they showed it, and it's like, oh man. Yeah, definitely. Gotta... It's so weird because it it's that kind of force where it's like you don't think it's that much, but if it's your full body weight like on there when you're leaning one way, you're trying to do one thing, but you're actually all your weights going the other way. It's like there's just freakish shit that'll happen like that very unfortunate yeah it's one of those where it's like you think about the human body at times is so resilient and then at other times it like completely so looks like it's made out of uh, cardboard or something yeah but anyways completely like you agree. said first half very boring this was one of those games where i watched it after the fact and i was like oh yeah one same here not bad yeah i watched the first half and i was like how are there four goals in this game yeah, all in the second half. But Fulham's attack, I was very disappointed by. Yeah. It was not... I know they've been lackluster lately, and that's kind of why I was sketched out by them. But I figured this could be a get-right game for them. You know, the one you circle, and you're like, oh, we can kind of stat pad, and this will be pretty good. But mm-hmm. um, did not uh, did not go to plan for them in the first half. But second half, they come out. Bobby D. Cordova Reed, Sam. Yeah. He's like three years away from being on Luton. <laughs> but in this case, he's he's scoring goals for Fulham, baby. Pereira with the assist. Yeah, nice nice uh curling ball in from Pereira. Quick build up. Better to see. But it, in the second half it just felt more like Sheffield was a little looser in terms of well, midfield and defense. And that's the thing, is they keep it really tight, and they want to keep the ball in midfield, so they keep it away from their net. 
but they also can't really go forward and attack. So they're trying to keep the game in midfield. But once they kind of open up a little bit, because like, all right, well, maybe we should try to score. It's like, no, your defense is exposed and your defense sucks. So it's yeah, it's just trash. Yeah. But they do get an own goal from Anthony Robinson. Yes, sir. Who I haven't done daily much this year. I did daily this week. Had a great week, except for one guy, Sam. It was this guy. Anthony Robinson had him in the lineup. Gets an own goal. Unbelievable. Brutal. Yeah, I try and have faith in the Americans. Well, how they repay me? Crash. Just kidding. I had Tim Ream in this, so he did fine. The yin and yang. Yeah, the yin and yang of American footy. Yeah. And then there was a very weird goal. Substitute Tom Kearney comes on and has this weird shot from distance that was kind of like scuffed. Yeah. It was almost to say like the a least. ball. Yeah. No spin. Off the bar and then down off of Fodringham. Fodringham and in. And in. Yeah. It was one of those goals you're like, what What just happened? West, West Fodringham might be the most bad luck Brian there is for his. And it all comes back to his time wasting. If he's not time wasting, yeah. you know, they don't blow that game to tot- Tottenham. He doesn't have this own goal. Yeah, really. It's he brutal. only has himself to blame. Sam, how many times am I going to have to watch Sheffield and I have to see uh, Ollie McBurney play a full 90? Like, they needed a goal and they took off Cam Archer and they left Ollie McBurney out there, who has a yellow. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll leave on the big lad. It's like, okay, nice. Yeah, looking Um, at their bench, it does not inspire. And I don't even get the point of having him out there. It's like, why can't Ryan Brewster be out there? Like he got subbed on this game. It's like, give him a shot. It's something. Yeah, Ugh, I mean, I can't I believe that uh, James McAtee didn't start this one. He was on the bench. Yeah, I don't know how much longer they can go with uh, with hacking bottom. I mean, this is like, unless you're resigned to thinking you're going down anyways. Like, I don't know. Because this is not like... They must just have no faith in their personnel, anyways. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's very reminiscent. If they had any faith, go ahead. I was just gonna say it was very resin, resin, reminiscent. reminiscent. <laughs> oh, struggled with that. Reminiscent of the last Rem- time they were in the Rem- Premier League, where it was like, all right, five weeks in, and this team is by far David the worst Mc- team. David McGoldrick, baby, yeah, come on down. Yeah. Up oh, your trash. <laughs> You're not a Premier League player, sorry. And somehow they finished like eighth the year before. Yeah, well, COVID year was fake. True. We all know it. Dodgers won the World Series. Sheffield finished in the top half after being promoted. Not real. Uh, Willian scores to close it out, Sam. He won't stop. He can't stop and won't stop. Yeah, absolute. He- Aryan Robin S. Cut inside. Yeah, with a curler. Yeah, eat your heart out, Robin. Yeah, that's right. Kind of... Uh, you wish you could be at Fulham these days. Flatters the scoreline a little bit. A bit, I guess, but yeah, 2-1 I mean, was probably fair. I just feel like Fulham was not... They weren't good. great. They, no, I completely agree. You have... We are on the same page when it comes to that. Speaking of not great, 
Unless you have something else to say about this game. I have nothing to say. No, I was going to move on to the next one. Good. Speaking of not great, Brentford's collapse. You hate and Man U for 80, 80 minutes of the game. <laughs> also not great. You hate to see it. Um, let's, uh, let's get into it, Sam. Yeah, I thought um, Brentford had a decent start. They kind of opened up with some possession. It wasn't super like attacking or anything, but just kind of comfortable possession, which is a good way to start when you're away. Old Trafford, you know, just kind of get, get some momentum building. But United, um, they at times had some, some of their possession as they have this season where it's just kind of like they have the ball and they pass it around with no real intention. Yes. Uh, and then that leads to a mistake, another mistake from Casemiro. I think you brought that up last week. Yeah, how fans are just out on him. They're already ready to move on. Yeah. It was nice for a half a year where they thought he was really good because he was. And now he's not playing. I think the issue with Casemiro isn't quality. I think he's fine, but they just play him every single game because they have no depth. It was like, okay, step one, you should get a six. You got a six. Perfect. Now get another one. And now they're kind of have like Amrabat as a kind of like a six. I don't really know what exactly what he is. Uh, he's kind of just like an eight slash six, but they play him together because they have no depth just in midfield in general because their other options are, you know, Donnie Van de Beek or Scott McTom, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, was not impressed with Mount in this game. Bruno did enough to pass the test, I guess. I don't know. Rashford's just fallen off a cliff since the new contract. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so anyways, just just to finish off that first goal, Jensen able to get the ball off of Casemiro uh, and scores. Terrible save attempt from Onana. Hey, this is, I don't get like why you would spend big on a keeper. It's just not... It's not the smart thing to do, in my humble opinion. Sure, Liverpool hit, and they got the best keeper in the world with Allison. But how many guys have been bought for, you know, 40, 50 mil? Or in this case, Onana, 60 mil. And it's just like they're not, they're like mediocre. Yeah. And and you're promised stuff like, oh, he's amazing at distribution. He's one of the best in the world at it. It's like, okay, I guess. Is that really worth 60 mil to play out of the back? Yeah. Not not in my book, but what do I know? Uh, yeah, that save. He's just had so many blunders where it's mm-hmm. like shots right at him, and he's just like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, pretty brutal. It's it's a it's a confidence thing to say the least. My my boys Evan and Maguire should have had a clean sheet. Should have had a clean sheet. Yes, the dream team. Uh, after that, United with a lot of possession, but really no ideas because they have no tactics because Eric Ten Hag is fraudulent, goes into halftime. 1-0 Brentford. Second half, Le build mostly up play, Sammy. Le build up play. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't had any tactics for a long, long time. Second half, not really anything different. I mean, it was a pretty boring second half, I thought. Yeah, until the very end, when they're until just the piling end. it on. Yeah. yeah. All it takes for United is just to get guys in the box and... Just spam the ball in there. Just keep packing it in there. Against these teams that are not elite, and Brentford has a good defense but not elite, 
there's bound to be a mistake at some point. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, and I I would say the thing with United, they don't take any risks. No, that's how it's always been. But yet they'll settle for like long shots like early in the game and stuff. And it's like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. Very weird. So uh, they make make the substitution. Scott McDominay comes on. Scores in the 89th minute. But was offside. Yes. But that's yeah, just an indicator of things to come as 90 plus 3. McDominay grabbing the equalizer after a terrible spill from Strakosha. Um, Listen, if if a team that's like on the brink of Europa League and Champions League and Serie A's letting a guy walk for free is probably not good. Yeah, I'll just Lots mention... let that guy go for free, and uh, there's probably a reason. I'll just mention... Um, and then, obviously, the winner in the 97th minute, McTominay oh, scoring well that. from a long set piece. Again, I thought this one could have been that saved. Keeping. Yeah. No, that keeping was terrible. Yeah, and after watching this one, I I messaged you. Like, I was excited to see, because we had been talking about how poor Mr. Flecken has been. Yeah. And then it's see, like, it, okay, it, so I've heard, even worse. I've heard this well, guy that's... is decent. Yeah. But he comes in, he cannot catch a ball to to save his life. He literally no. spilled every single he's, shot. He's permanent Bobby Sanchez. <laughs> he's Bobby Sanchez uh, blooper reel, but like all the time. I um, yeah, I don't know. He he didn't have many challenges as far as shots and stuff in this game for the most part. Uh I want to say United had probably like if I had to guess like five or six on that, but. Um, I I just was not not impressed with him, but also Brentford's defense. I don't know how they weren't able to hold it a bit better, uh, especially kind of out wide and whatnot. It was kind of kind of leaky and stuff. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And McTom cooks on your head. With yeah. the Harry Maguire assist for the second goal, by the way, the head, the header on. True. Streets won't forget it. Yeah. Must be said also, and I'm going to point this out till the end of time, Garnacho created that uh, chance for the first McTom goal, and it will never not be hilarious that he's better than Anthony, Andre, and Sancho. And he's, one, not that great, two, like 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> And they bought him from Atletico for like three mil. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Good result for United. Terrible performance, quite frankly. Brentford, terrible result and absolutely just pitiful collapse. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? That was just brutal. That was very un Brentford like. You, if they concede an equalizer, I get that. Okay. You know, that's not like out of the realm of possibility. To lose that game, that's like, that makes me question like Brentford just in general and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Thomas Frank as a manager, but maybe it is on him. But the players in that dressing room, that's, that's pretty brutal. Well, I just felt like that performance from Strakosha was one where you're like immediately, your contract is terminated. Like, see ya, go find another team because that was horrendous. Yeah, and it's one of those things we probably should have figured. It's like, okay, well they're willing to let Raya. They have Raya, but they, um, 
you know, he's going to go, okay, okay. They instantly bring in someone else. Not even like give Strakosha a chance. They're just like, okay, no, we're bringing someone else in. And they bring Flecken. Yeah. Obviously, it was that guy. But it's just like, ay, ay, ay. That's a good point. So, uh, I need to see something out of United really, really fast. Because they're getting these results, but I mean, this won't hold up for long. This is the most fake, fake stuff I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, even. You know, let's look at teams below them. Chelsea, you feel better about Chelsea right now? Man, yeah. you has a minus three goal differential. Chelsea is a plus four. I mean, Forest or Fulham, probably not, but they're close. You know, it's around there with United. United's level on points with Palace. You definitely feel better about Palace. Obviously, they just beat them. So, yeah. And Man, you a point behind Newcastle. So it, it man use not even in the ballpark with Newcastle in no terms way. of quality at the moment. No way. So it is what it is. But also United it feels like there. Newcastle definitely has had a much harder start to the well, season. Well yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you just look at the table, you know, I think there would be people who are like, Oh well, Newcastle's kinda of right right around United and if you're not paying attention, you're like, Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. Newcastle played all these tough teams and United are Crapping their pants out here. Yeah. Having to get last minute winners against Brentford and grinding out one nilers against Burnley. Yeah. All right. All right, let's let's move on. Yeah. Crystal Palace. Nottingham Forest. That's right. Last game of Saturday. Pretty solid for a nil nil. A pretty evenly matched game. Yeah. Um, Not start- the most exciting, but could could have been worse. Yeah, I was just going to say, it started off, Palace had a quite a bit of possession early on, but Forrest kind of grew into the game. Big chance in the first half, probably the best chance of the game, potentially. Gibbs White had the first time chip. Oh, that was so, so perfect, dirty. But it hit off the post. Absolutely disgusting that that went off the post, because that was just beautiful. Yeah, it was so nice. It was so nice. And that ball, too. Oh. Oh, so amazing. Um, amazing stuff. I thought a, a point of interest in the first half was Jeffrey Schlupp coming off, getting replaced yeah. by young Rasaki. Yeah. Thought he was pretty good. Had some, created some chances for Palace. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fitting the mold of the Tekker God, the tricky winger for Palace. You know, they love so much. The Wolves yeah. are regen. Um, yeah, I thought he looked solid in this. I thought Palace were kind of dire at times going forward um, in this yeah. game. But so were Forrest. I mean, Forrest, for the most part, was like Serge Aurier whipping balls in in the first half. And it was like, <laughs> what is this? How's this your offense? This is not your attack. Stop this. That is Stop true. this right now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was oh the Mario chance right before half that was insane. Yeah. He almost walked through the whole team, but he shot it uh right at Sam Johnstone. Yeah, that was a great run from Mario. That was nuts. That you know, Forrest at least starting to have somewhat a semblance of a defense, even though Willie Ball is still in there. He uh, he at least was manageable today, but um. 
And I, I mean, it helps having Sangare and Dominguez in there. Those guys both look like real solid players. So, yeah. Goes into halftime, nil nil. Second half, big chance for Matata on the break oh. after a oh. ball from Eduard. I didn't know how it went wide. wide. I didn't know how it went wide. I, my eyes, I thought it was an optical illusion. Yeah, that was uh, that one was hard to watch. Well, you know, lately it's been well, not lately, but this year for the most part, it's been him setting up Edward and Edward scoring. So that's why it's funny that uh, you know it ended up with him on this chance, and it kind of fluffed it. Unfortunately for him and Crystal Palace. Yeah. What did you think when uh, what's his name? Got a uh, subbed off Riedewald. When he was starting, what did you think? What went through your mind? Riedewald and Jordan Ayew on the same field. It, it's it's so funny that for some reason Riedewald is like such a, a a Roy Hodgson player. Like yeah, I just kind of remember watching a bit him. versatile, but he's not really good at anything. And you're like, oh man, I remember when. Roy Hodgson was in his first stint at Palace, and it was like, all right, every week we're getting Riedewald in there. It's like, what does he do? <laughs> well, nothing really, but, you know, That's a little a bit of this and a little bit of that. A little bit of Riedewald in my life. <laughs> exactly. That's what Roy Hodgson's thinking. Um, Yeah, there's some Jordan Ayew, too. Nathaniel Klein, not the best of games either. Unfortunately for him, um, getting ready for his Luton Town transfer. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be a great Luton Town guy like three years ago if they were up. Glenn Johnson. Glenn, Glenn Johnson, Johnson would have been perfect. I came up with the who's going to be the third though. Who? Ryan Bertrand. Okay. Is that not yeah, perfect? That is pretty good. He might he might even be a year late. <laughs> he could have been on Luton last <laughs> true, year. True, true. He he wasted his Luton year on Southampton. Yes. Um. Well, he's on Leicester last year, right? Uh. Was he on Leicester last? He year? was. Yeah. What is he? Uh. Yeah, I think yeah, because he he was one of the guys they released at the end of the year when they did a clear out. Okay, I'm just verifying. You do that. Second half, um, Palace looked a little better in attack. Uh, You're a couple decent, couple decent chances, but nothing that really stood out. There is a nice play from Gahey in this one. His ability to dribble, he's so good. He's so good. Yes. I I don't know how. Like, I think you know. Tottenham will probably be in European football next year, so they'll need a bit of depth. I think he'd be a fantastic signing for them. Yeah, I mean, he'd be pushing on starting, I'd say. Oh, for sure, 100%. I think he'd be not just the third choice. He'd probably be the second, if not the first. Yeah. But I know they love they to act like Romero so good. That they um, do. Could be at United, too. Yeah. 10, 10 fraud in his tactics. Uh, is there anything towards the end of the game that really caught your eye in this one? Uh, there was that final chance, 89th minute, Dominguez cutting inside, shot saved nicely by Sam Johnston. 
on the full stretch. Finishes nil-nil. feel like a point apiece is fair. Yeah. I think Dominguez, obviously, after Gibbs-White, because Gibbs-White's got to be everyone's favorite pal- or, uh, Palace player, Forest player. I think Dominguez will be my my guy on Forest. Don't lie, you're willy-bully all day. Chris Wood. Chris Wood. Chris Wood starting the match. I know. I didn't like that very Couldn't much. Couldn't believe it. I didn't like that very much. Did not believe it. All right, um, let's move on to Sunday's Sunday. games. First one of the day, a tasty one, Brighton, Brighton versus Liverpool. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. Speaking of a doozy, a dingra, Sam. He's cooking. He's cooking. Is He's it absolutely. you go you go Simon or Simone? You know, I'm big Cy. Big Cy. Cy Adingra. That just sounds like it could be a last name in of itself. True. Cy Adingra. Yeah. Sayonara, Cy Adingra. Interesting. Because he's to passed see, you in the uh, balls in the net. Interesting to see Baleba. Yes. The uh Caicedo replacement getting the first yeah, start uh against Liverpool. Liverpool. Into the fire. Um, Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw this with Brighton last week, some rotation and whatnot, uh, except it was Jack Hinkleshwood. It sounds like you have like a lisp or something when you're saying his name. Jack Hinkleshwood. Doesn't sound like a real last name. Schwood. Uh, yeah, you know, I was impressed by Liverpool to kind of neutralize Matoma. And Pedro in this one, even Pascal Gross to a certain extent was not really uh, cooking to the certain extent that he tends to. Yeah, it it seemed like both sides were just kind of evenly matched in terms of at times they wanted to play building out of the back but kind of struggled. We saw 20 minutes in, a poor giveaway from Virgil van Dijk leads to a, a goal. Or Mr. Saya Dingra early on. Just a really poor pass from Van Dyke. I know some some people were putting that more on McAllister, but I put it on Van Dyke. Just kind yeah. of hung him out to dry with that pass. Yes. Uh, Completely agree. Baleba had some, some flashes in the first half. It looked like in the second half he was pretty gassed, so still needs to adapt to the pace of the Premier League, but uh, like I was saying earlier, both sides trying to play out of the back, but the attack wasn't quite firing on all cylinders. It took a while for Liverpool to get going, but they finally did towards the end of the first half. They draw level through Mo Salah with some good link-up play that just kind of sliced through the heart of the Brighton defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Salah's sneakily having a really good year once again. You know, able to... It's one of those things where this could potentially be his last year, but just making account for Liverpool on the title push, giving them the goals. Darwizi Habibi on the assist, Sam. Absolute. Perfect slotted pass. Yes. And then shortly after, Pascal Gross pulling down Sobiwater Shabozalai in the box. 
Yeah. Potential denial of clear goal scoring opportunity. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, easily could have been. I would not give it because, you know, I'm a man of the people and the people are for Brighton. But I think that uh, the whole Sabojalai thing is really interesting because I thought he would just be like an out-and-out 10 for them, but he has been quite the balanced midfielder. So he's not getting a ton of goals and assists and whatnot, but his impact on the game of maneuvering the ball forward and matriculating it upfield has been huge for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely does play a little further back than I expected to. Yeah, I think I agree with you. For me, it wasn't a red card. Uh, there was someone on the line for Brighton, and it felt like there was a chance that Verbruggen could, you know, come. Why did they set up Bart for all the hardest challenges? They don't uh, play Jason Steele for the hard games. That is true. That's true. They're like, Bart, you're going to be the guy who has the sandbag for the worst keeper in the league and you play all the good teams <laughs> so anyways Mo Salah steps up converts the penalty and Liverpool not goes. always a gimme with him that is true Liverpool going nah. to halftime 2-1 to one. A, a couple early chances for both sides Adingra had one and then big chance from Ryan Gravenberg on an empty net. yes after a beautiful that, low cross from Sabozalai. It's because I said he was actually playing half decent, and then he just dropped that. I was like, oh. We had like three real sitters this just week. Just whiffed on, yeah. Mateta, this one. What's the other one you're talking about? Uh, there was one, Adebayo. Oh, yeah, the Luton one, yep. Yeah, this was uh, not not the best. You know what I was interested to watch was uh, Igor on Brighton because we hadn't really, you know, seen a ton of him so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the jury's still out on him. They obviously brought on Van Hecke for him, but we, we, uh, we shall see. Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good uh, in this one. I think he'll be a good fit stylistically for the uh, Premier League. I think he'll fit well. Yeah. Uh, 78 minutes in. Lewis Dunk Dolly. draws level from a set piece just outside Dolly. the box. The assist from Lord Dolly March. The big Saul. There's a big chance in the 84th minute from Jao Pedro, but he put it over the bar. Game ends. Yeah, brutal. Two to two points are shared. Yes. Uh, fair result, I would say... Maybe you could make the case that Liverpool could have won, but man, yeah. it's it it's not a crazy result given the performance. Solid performance by both teams. Great rebound game for Brighton. You know they really were kind of down uh, the last couple weeks um, with some cup losses, some Premier League losses, so uh, mm-hmm. and even drawing. So good result for them. Yes, indeed. Moving on to the next one, West Ham. Versus Newcastle. This one we felt like it was kind of hard to uh, decide. 100%. And it was kind of hard to decipher even as the game was, you know, going on. And kind of out of nowhere, one little mistake and, you know, things kind of open up. Newcastle air leading to the first goal. Emerson been sneaky good for West Ham. He, You know, he talked about underrated players 
for um, the Premier League and Jack Harrison's in there. I think not the most underrated, but if you're making like a top 11 and you do like by position, Emerson could be your left back for most underrated. Yeah. There's a world. I think so. Other than uh, Mr. Doty. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate underrated. Luton Town is like, <laughs> that's like the dark web of uh, underrated players. <laughs> it's like no one actually knows them. Uh, but yeah, first first goal. And I think, I want to say it was, I don't know, was it Pope's fault on that one? If I'm thinking of the right play? It was, yeah. I mean, it kind of was, but it was also kind of like Emerson had a bad touch. But it worked perfect. And it worked perfect, yeah. So, mm-hmm. partially, but also partially luck. Yeah, the first half, West Ham just kind of set up tactically to perfection. They sat back deep. The defense, midfield, Newcastle Absorbing. could not find a way through that defense. No. At all. It's tough. Alvarez, Aguirre, and Zuma, when they're on, are really kind of clicking in terms of locking down Central. and. Emerson and Shufal, like I said, shufal has been doing a little more in attack lately and stuff, but it's uh, it's looking pretty good all the way around in general, you know, mm-hmm. for West Ham. Yeah. Goes into halftime, 1-0. Second half, game kind of opened up a bit. There was a good chance uh, early on. Alvarez had a diving header, and then Big Dan Byrne had a header saved. Mm-hmm. And then immediately from the... Subsequent corner, Isak drawing level after a gifted pass from Alvarez. Leading to the goal there. And then five minutes later, Newcastle mm-hmm. getting a second goal. Great play from Newcastle. Bruno G pinging the ball. Aaron Trippier hits the first time cross to Isak. Just gets a foot on it. That was some absolute champagne football from Newcastle. Yeah, I want to say that there's kind of talks about the Aguirre getting shoved in the back by Isak on uh, one of the goals, and it's like, eh, you know, it it wasn't like a full extension, but yeah, if you're not expecting, you know, that might happen. But I thought it was pretty I don't soft. Know. Yeah, I would say so too. I think as a center half, center half, center back, you have to be a bit more solid and kind of know that there's going to be contact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was a big chance Isak getting in behind and then rounding Ariola, but then the angle was too tight. Post. And then right before full-time, Kudus subbed on, getting the first goal in style, kind of the volley into the ground and into the back of the net from the outside of the box. Yeah, that was a super nice goal from Kudus. And I think that there's a lot of potential with him being a wide kind of attacking player. Um, kind of like a Bowen where he can score goals. Um, he's, I guess, more like a 10, but he kind of drifts out wide. Uh, real nice presence about him. Um, I know he's rumored to a bunch of teams this summer. Goes to West Ham. Amazing pickup for them. I think it'll be great as far as... Your, uh, Europa League play and then even rotation for when, you know, if Paqueta's hurt or Bowen's hurt or something like that. I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, so we uh, we shall see. But I'm very impressed by him. And another shoe fall assist, of course. Yes. 
So that one ends two to two. Probably a, a fair result. I knew Newcastle had a lot of the ball in this one, but West Ham defended well. Mm-hmm. And they took their chances when they came. Yeah, it's uh, impressive how real practical um, and clinical West Ham have been this year. And, you know, you might be kind of like, oh, Newcastle dropping points. I, it is not easy to go to West Ham and grab points this year. To say the least, it will not be a gimme. Yeah, most definitely. All right, moving so. on to the Midlands Derby. Wolves versus Aston Villa. Kicking off this one. Yes. Kind of like we expected. Villa with a lot of possession early on. Wolves sitting back looking to hit on the counter. Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, how it goes. You know, it's... It kind of is what it is. Villa love to get their possession. They love to get set up. It was pretty balanced in the end. I think it ended up 54-46, so it wasn't... Too crazy, but yeah, early on, you know, it is kind of set up the way you thought it would uh, it would be. But, you know, Villa love their back, their back three, and then they get Maddie Cash and Dinier up there. Mm-hmm. But attack really wasn't clicking a lot early for Villa, um, as much as it has been lately, you know. And obviously the cliche for them is, oh, first 15 minutes, you know, someone's bound to score. Not the case in this one. Yeah, they did have early chance for uh, Matty Cash at the back post, but Jose uh, came up with a save on that one. And, uh, yeah, as the half went on, Wolves got a bit more into the game, established a little bit more possession. Overall, it was pretty even. Uh, first half went into halftime, nil-nil. Second half, Ollie Watkins had a early first-time effort. Um, that was saved, I believe, and then a couple quick yeah. goals. Uh, fifty-three minutes in, Neto making a good run down the right, finds the man of the hour, Huang He Chan. He's been the centerpiece. He's been clicking, you know. We like this talent. It's just he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, and he got hurt in this one too. Yeah, what else is new? Yeah, uh, Villa responded right away. With a set piece, Watkins playing a ball to the back post for Pau Torres, who scores. Disappointing if you're Wolves to concede that goal so fast after uh, yes. taking the lead. Yeah, 100%. I mean, turn around and flip it on you like that. It's especially, you know, not the most orthodox way for Villa to score. So it's kind of catching Wolves off guard. But, you know, Wolves midfield in this one was, was just not really... All that impactful, and your guy Cunha Sam is not not looking so hot either. No, in this one, uh, Wolves had a penalty shout. Seventy minutes in, Neto making a run into the box, takes contact from behind and goes down. No penalty awarded on that one. Nope. Mario Lamina getting sent off for a second yellow card. He looked good. He looked right good doing it. The game that was pretty funny. You got Kalajic in the plus 14 as well. Yes. Getting a nice yellow. I I was just really concerned about how much it dragged on, you know, 
Yeah, it did. One. It did look like Villa were gonna grab the late winner. Yeah, Wolves were hanging on for dear life. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not looking great for Wolves. Yeah, they had a few chances. Zaniolo, Consa, and then Watkins. Had I saw something about Tonali and uh, Zaniolo getting in trouble, potentially being investigated for some kind of. I don't know if it was match fixing or something in Italy, but or some kind of betting. Yeah, I think it was betting. But, uh-oh. I don't know why these players even bother. Think they can get away with it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Italy, you never know. It could be like the mob or something. But That, that is true. That is true. If it's, you know, you're Ivan Tony, you're like, quick 20 quid real quick. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe not. Maybe not worth it. No. Not at all. <laughs> so this one ends level. There was a good portion of the game where I felt like, oh, man, disappointing for Wolves. But then after watching the end of the game, it was like, oh, yeah, nice. They They're hung lucky. on for a draw. Yeah, they were lucky. Yeah. Let's go to the final game, Sam's favorite game of the week. Man City, Arsenal. How did you feel about how Arsenal lined up, Sam? Uh, in terms of lineup, I was pretty surprised, honestly, seeing Jorginho getting the start. and, and Got to have him out there. Big game, George. Got to have him uh, out there. Trossard as well. Yeah, I was surprised by Trossard and Nketiah. Yeah, Trossard and Nketiah. I was pretty surprised. I didn't feel very confident going into the game. but uh, No Rodri. That's a different animal. Yeah, no Rodri, obviously. Rico Lewis out there, brother. Yeah. Kovacic out there. Yeah, Kovacic was kind of like the big, the big story of the first half. Kovacic getting a getting a yellow card, and then. Did you see the like explanation? Did you see the explanation from like I don't know if it was, um, a referee guy. It was some. It was some British. Analyst pundit. Yeah, it might have been, but just the fact he he's just justifying it, and I'm like, I what what world are we in right now? What planet are we on? Yeah, I saw it justified as like, oh well, he didn't want to let the game. It was something like what I heard was it was going to the side in terms of like where he's sliding at him, and it's not directly in line with his leg. It was like to the side, closer to the ball and stuff. I'm like. I don't even know what to say because he had like a ton of momentum build up going for that, you know, like he was going in and it's behind, it's behind, like I, I don't know. I just don't understand. Yeah, definitely uh, seemed like a clear red card. I heard it described as more of like a game management, like the referee didn't want things to get out of hand. It's like, okay, Mm. he wanted to keep all the players on the field. Which is absurd. Make the yeah. right call. If a bad if a bad play is done, then you got to make the right call. And then he gets away with a clear second yellow card. And it can't be reviewed because yeah. sec second yellows can't be reviewed. Yeah. Overall, awesome. I mean, in in my opinion, the play in this game was really low quality. Oh, hundred percent. Man, Man City was just trying to grind it out. That's all they can do with the. No, Rodri. I mean, their best chance came within like five minutes where it was like that kind of, I don't know if it was off a corner, but it was like Holland heading it to Ake and then Ake like put it over the bar from like this edge of the six yard box. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
Like I think that was the, the closest they got to scoring, and I mean that's a huge. I think changed the game. Yeah, and then there was there was also the playing out of the back from Arsenal trying to entice City in, and then nearly paying for it. You know, Raya got caught out, big chance. Forget who it was exactly, but definitely could have conceded there. And that's just my frustration is you have Arteta saying like, "Oh, I wish I could." Could have substituted my goalkeeper at certain times, and it's like, okay, so you have Raya making these mistakes. It just feels so hypocritical. I'm 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 not liking Mick Arteta this year. It is not he's not meshing with my vibes. Yeah, I would just prefer if you're like, yeah, we like David Raya, and he's our number one goalkeeper. Like, don't don't give some BS excuse. Well, not even not even that. Like, it's. Like you, you're constantly flip flopping, and then you're just like shitting on both of them, anyways. About like the Ramsdale, he didn't out, out openly shit on Ramsdale, but like the whole pulling him because he had one mistake against Fulham. It's like okay, yeah. And then this game, he comes out and craps on Raya. It's like really, dude. I get you want to set like a precedent for like a high level. This is not really how you do it by constantly flip flopping and stuff. I I don't understand. Yeah, and it just feels like. You're trying to have your guys where it's not really justified. I mean, obviously, Ramsdale's not perfect, but he was still voted like the player's goalkeeper of the year. He's still a very good goalkeeper. Um, so, I mean, that feels kind of unfair in certain ways. And then, then you have s- some other players who feel like they just, you know, Arteta prefers them not necessarily because of their quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a guy like Smith Rowe who could barely see the field. Doesn't yeah, even and he could one. easily start on, yeah. And then meanwhile... He start on a bunch of teams. You've been just running Havertz. How come you won't him out there. I'm t- I Smith feel like Super Mick is very close to losing the plot with yeah. this. I'm not seeing it. Uh, as the game went on, uh, you know, like you said... Chances were few and far in between for both sides in the first half. Yeah. And so. the second half, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Can make it the whole game. Uh the big the big moment. Uh this is where, you know, you might say, Well, how can you question Arteta? He made subs of Arte, Tomiyasu, and Havertz, and they all touched the ball on the goal. Um That is true. So and I guess to each their own, but uh, obviously long ball forward, and then Tomiyasu heading it to Havertz. Havertz with the layoff, and then Martinelli taking a shot, rips off Ake and deflects in. Massive, massive goal for Arsenal. It this if this would have been a draw, it would have been a win for Man City, in my opinion, because. To do that without Rodri and you still limit Arsenal, that would have been mm-hmm. that would have been massive. But Arsenal able to take all three points, much needed. Even though it was lucky, it is what it is. Yeah, it was definitely lucky. Not not a super convincing win by any means. I would say they were second best on the day. I mean, both sides didn't play well, but yeah, they got the win. Um, Guess that's you know that's what counts at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, 
Man City, you're just going to pencil them in still to win the league? I know a lot of people are still doing that. That's what worries me. Yeah, they haven't been good so far to start the season, but, I mean, even last year they didn't start that great either. Still plenty of time. I just think this is a totally different team, though, personnel-wise. I just don't like it. There's a lot more question marks. Not saying that they can't do it, but I'm a little more uneasy when you're relying on Rico Lewis and Oscar Bob and guys like that more so than, you know, what you had last year. Yeah. Personally. And really, you could see the the difference between what they're asking Kovacic to do and what Kovacic is Mm -hmm. in this game. It perfectly kind of exemplified what it is. So I still think they'll win the league. I think it'll come down to probably the final day or the second to last match day. I think it's going to be way closer than people think, but I guess the one thing they have going for them is that Tottenham are the kings of the bottle and Arsenal bottled it last year, but they've made a few changes and we shall see, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? All I know is, man, you're not going to win the league. Yes, that is for sure. So, match week eight ends. Tottenham in the driver's seat with Arsenal and City close behind. It's got to be said, Tottenham has had a pretty easy start to the schedule. Their wins are Luton, Burnley, Sheffield, and United. And they've drawn Brentford... They beat Liverpool on a fluke goal, but they drew Brentford and they drew Arsenal. So yeah, they, I'm not gonna say I'm not impressed, Liverpool. but they've done what they they've done what they had to do. They shouldn't have beat Liverpool. No, that should have been a draw. Yeah. If not worse, they could have easily lost that game if the onside call is correct. Absolutely. <laughs> so who knows? It's the my my broad radar isn't fully going off for them yet, only because they're still, they're still playing well. But they could have one or two results go against them this year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I would say they're probably playing the best so far, but obviously Arsenal and City really haven't looked like they've gotten out of first gear yet. Yeah, especially you know. Arsenal in this last game, but even in the game against United, they're going into these big games. Like I feel like they're way too timid and not playing the right style. They could impose themselves on these games. Yeah. So we shall see going forward. Yeah. So anyways, no matches this weekend. International yes, break. International like break. So much to the chagrin of everyone on this podcast. Yes. But we will be back next week. Expect an update from weatherman, doctor, school teacher, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on in the world of the Premier League? A man of many hats. He's quite literally a jack of all trades. Absolutely. Emphasis on the master of none. (laughs) Disagree. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. All right, well, All right. Any, any closing thoughts, Mr. Hank? Uh, there's a few teams that uh, are, like, 
just really ticking my fraudulent radar at the moment. And uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll be discussing. We'll be ranking these fraudulent teams and whatnot next week on the on the narrative pod, where we deep dive, kind of looking ahead, what's been, what's happened, what's gonna happen, and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. until next week, keep on hatting, you mad hatters, keep on, you lootiners. <laughs> you looting towners. You towners. Keep perusing, lads. Keep perusing. Adios, mis amigos.